Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Why that's doing that? Okay, that's there. Only me. Let's see, final thought. What? Okay, final thought two. Final thought. Okay, final thought right there. That's crazy. Final thought should be there. Thought two. Final thought. Also, not going to be in Can you hear me on here? I can't hear you. We had to go to um, tools, options, and then audio settings to make sure you got your the right mic selected. 
No, hold on a second. Let me see. Okay, I'm sorry. It, it was my fault. I got you. Yeah. Oh, it was on your end. Yeah. I just installed a bunch of new stuff on my computer yesterday, a bunch of new uh, settings and setup, and still trying to get the hang of it. Yeah, uh, I've been having some internet connections myself, so I was thinking it was on my end. Uh, okay, I can hear you now. Yeah, that's good. There is a lot of um, like air, but maybe it's just your your computer mic. I don't know. There's like a lot of hissing. Yeah. It's not a fa- you yeah. don't have a fan or nothing close to you, do you? Oh, no, I get everything shut off. Okay. Nice okay. All right. Let me make sure it's not on my end. Check, check. Okay. All right. Let me see. Since we're using Skype... Let me see how it's gonna uh, sound. Check a fast track. Say something now. See if I can hear you. No. Okay. Hey there. Okay. All right, go go into your settings and see if um you, there's something that says automatically adjust microphone under your mic. There, there is no settings here. If you go to uh, tools at the top. There's no tools. On the, the window where we're talking, if you go, like if you yeah, can see my video. There's nothing. Really? Microsoft just changed all the functions on Skype. There's nothing. Okay. Let's see. Microphone check one, two. Go ahead and check yours for me. I'm going to do a recording test. 10, 9, 8, 7, okay. 6, 5. Let me see. 10, 9, 8, 7. Let's send you my cell number in case we have to okay. wind up. Talking on the phone here. Uh, do me a favor and m- m- mute your mic right quick. I'm going to listen back to this audio just to see how it's going to sound. Um, there is no mute. <laughs> you know, see, there's not yeah, a mute button. They, cha- they changed all the functions. On oh, the wow. Huh. Let me see if I can lower the uh, lower the size of the of the screen. That might do something. Check, uh, check, I don't know check. If they did it. They... 
settings. Okay. Okay, now I get some settings on the bottom. Right. Services. Okay, you put it on mute and put it back. Okay. Uh, but that's all it is. There's no uh, there's no audio function or anything, nothing. Okay. Audio, mono, speakers, check, check, let me see. Speaker volume is up. The only connection I got is a new eight, seven. Okay. Let's see. Check, check. One. Huh. Mic audio properties default. Check, check. Okay. Do, do you have all the functions like before? Check, check. Yeah, I do. It's just a, I'm, I'm getting this loud um, like hissing noise from your mic, from your computer. Um, it may be better... If you can, you you have a phone though. Do you have a headset? Do you have no? You have earbuds or nothing? I have a headset too. Okay, let's try this. Let's try to uh, call in to the show, but keep your video going too, just so we can have video. But the audio will be picked up through um, um, the phone. And that'll probably it'll probably be better. So look, let's right. see. I'm I'm gonna give you the number to call the call in number if I can. Let me see. Okay, let's see. Copy that. Facebook. Can you plug that into your computer? The headset? Let's try uh, that. Yeah. yeah, let's try that. Yeah, try, see if see if that'll make a difference. Okay. Okay. All right, now my phone's up and running. Okay, is the headset plugged into your phone or your computer? The computer. All right, you may have to um, select a different mic though in the in the options. I I don't have options. Hmm. There's there's no functions anymore. They changed it. I can call you on the phone. That's about the best I can do. Okay, we can do that. Let me uh, let me send you the number to call. Let's see. Okay, call this number, and then it'll tell you to put the pin in. And the pin is the second number I'm giving you. Okay. Check, check. Okay. 
Uh, once you call in, it'll tell you to put the number in. Oh, I, I put it on uh, Facebook. You know what? Actually, it may, look, hold on. I got you. We'll figure this out. I could probably just call you on three-way because I'm, I'm called into the conference line. So let me, this should work here. Um, did you you did you send me your number on? Okay, I see. I see. Yeah. Nine, seven, eight, five, seven, seven, eight. Okay. 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 Should be calling. Yeah, hey, how can you hear me? All right. Got you. All right. Um, and on. So do you, you don't see a um a thing where you can mute yourself on Skype though? You don't see a mute button? Like yeah, if you hover a, over. There is a there is a mute. Uh, all right. If you hover over, it should. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm muted on Skype. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you fine. Good. Okay, good. I'm hearing you both on Skype and on the phone. What is it? I'm hearing you both on the phone and on Skype at the same time. Okay, you might want to turn your computer down or mute the audio there. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see. Hold on. I got you. I got you. What about now? Is that better? Okay, yeah, I can hear you on the phone. I I got the volume turned off on Skype. Okay, fine. We're good. Yeah, yeah. All right, this should work. All right, now let me try to pick the video up on this end. I really don't need the headphones, I don't think. Um, I don't, what are you talking about in the on the phone? I mean, uh, you know, so I it's the not... headphones connected to the computer, but I can hear you on the phone. Okay. Well, yeah, you could probably plug the um plug the headphones in, into the uh, phone. You can do that. Um, I don't it may pick up. No. no, I can't. It doesn't it. have a... Oh, okay. No, I, All right, that's cool. Okay. Okay, I hear you. You don't have a smartphone. Okay. All right, yeah, we can do this then. So, yeah, you don't need the headphones then. I thought that maybe you could, you could plug it in. Yeah. All right, so we're good on this end. Let me connect... So that's connected there. All right, let me get this video somehow. Let's see. Um, podcast, we're going to add source, window. Uh, this is Skype. All right, you still can't hear me in the computer, can you? You good? Yeah, if I turn if I turn up the volume, I can. Okay, we're good. All right, there's that. I'm gonna go to Zoom. We're not gonna see that. Okay.
Okay, how do you pronounce your last name? Gerard. Gerard. Okay. Jim Gerard. Okay, am I com- am I coming out the computer again? Yeah, uh, I can disconnect it. Well, we need to see the the video. We need a computer for the video. But if you can mute me somehow or just turn it all the way down, we'll be good. Uh, let me see. If not, I might be able to do it on my own. I don't know how I can mute you. I can, I can mute myself. I'll, I'll just disconnect it. Hold on, wait, wait. I, I got it. Let's see. Maybe I can mute myself. It's just going to show a little mute on my avatar. Okay, so if I do that. You know what? Let me see. I'm going to do that. And just get my. I'll use my other video. See, start video. That's good. Alright, so that's that. Let's see. This over here, only me. And it's gonna be a final thought. Alright. I think we're ready. Alright, I'm, I'm down still, on social I'm still media. getting some volume out of my computer speaker. Okay. That's probably through Zoom. Maybe. So, is your is your uh, is yours muted on your end? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you through the through the computer. Huh. Um. It's not on Skype. I mean, I think I got my Skype muted. Okay, no, I'm not. Okay, what about now? That's good. We good yeah, now? I'm, I'm just. I mean, it's okay on my end, but it might be causing you a little bit of echo or something. Yeah, I think, I think we're. I think we're good now. We're good. Cool. Okay. Got it worked out, man. <laughs> Technology yeah, thing. it's a, it's it's a technical thing, you know. Mhm. So this is. Um, let me see. Skype. Zoom.
Okay, I'm learning how to do this. We should be good now. So space, space holding. All right, so we'll go live. Um, you you won't be able to hear me for about. Um, well, you you you'll be able to hear me, but there'll be an intro playing for about a minute and a half, and then okay. um, after the intro, I, I'll I'll do my little intro spiel, and then we'll just go into conversation. Okay, I'll give you time to go to the bathroom. All right. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. All right, here we go.
What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, True Seeker. This is the True Seeker Podcast. I'm excited and delighted to be with you guys again. Got an awesome show planned for you all. Um, before we go any further, just got to say thank you to everybody who is supporting my work via Patreon. Um, you guys supporting me helps me to continue to bring content uh, at a, f- a full-time rate now. I'm doing this full-time, doing the music and podcasting, uh, and I couldn't do it without you guys. So uh, everybody supporting at patreon.com backslash true seeker. Thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. And if anybody um, wants to uh, support there, you get exclusive content. You get my entire discography to download there. You get all my new music that I'm working on, working on a new album entitled Seer, which is almost done. And every track that is done is already up at patreon.com backslash true seeker. Bunch of cool stuff over there. So thank you guys uh, for supporting my work there. Um, today's show I'm excited about. We're going to get into some some things that I've been studying a little bit. You guys know that we talk about um, divination a little bit. We talk about using tarot cards. We talk about tea leaf readings and um, casting of lots, which it's called in the Bible and stuff. And so I mentioned uh, on my uh, uh, Facebook wall a couple of weeks ago that I had used tarot cards during a prayer session for somebody. And it was awesome. It was powerful. Like every card that I drew was uh, for the person in the situation that they was going through. And it, it led me on how to pray for that person and to what spirits were on that person. Very intense. And it was my first time using these cards. And it's a, a essentially it's a, it's a Christian tarot deck because it's a, a deck that's uh, um, themed after the Bible. It's called the Tarot of the Most High. And so it was really awesome using it for the first time. But when I posted about that, I got a lot of um, uh, people curious and a lot of people like unfriending me and saying, okay, now you've done it. You've gone a little bit too far. We always knew you were kind of leftist and you're kind of out there, but now this is a little bit too far. You're using tarot cards uh, to pray for people. Like where where does this uh, match up biblically? And so I've been doing a study on it. Uh, I'm going to bring that study out soon, but all throughout the Old Testament and even the New Testament, the disciples used forms of divination and so the casting of lots and so the scripture says that every lot that is drawn is of the lord and they would use that as god says go left or go right they would uh use divination they would the 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 luck of the draw and they would believe that this was god speaking to them and so all ancient cultures did this and including the hebrews mentioned of in the bible so i got a um teaching coming out very soon where I'm going to go into a lot of detail on how you can actually track this stuff in the Bible and the Bible doesn't demonize it at all. Very interesting. So today's guest contacted me after seeing the episode that I did with James Gilliland, the most recent one. And um, I guess he's a, he's a, a, a some, someone who follows James's work. He really enjoyed the episode and uh, he has developed his own form of divination if i'm correct so we're going to talk about that there's a lot of play on words here where you're able to do automatic writing or or take the the spelling of someone's name and it's very uh, funny how synchronicity works because i have a friend who just got into something very similar where she's able to get a lot of information just by writing your name down and understanding the letters. So I'm interested to see how this show is going to coincide with the information that my friend Christy Lee uh, just got with the names spelling and getting the divination through that way. So welcome my guest, Jim Gerard. How you doing, my brother? Hey, Derek. Thanks for having me on. It's really an honor. 
Welcome to the show, man. Um, you, you reached out to me a couple weeks ago, sent me an email of some artwork that you did. The artwork was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to tell you about a, a reading that I did for someone else, but your name came through the reading. All right, let's go. Let's yeah, let's jump right into it. I'm I'm curious about this. Okay, yeah. What I do is I, I throw lettered dice. I get 26 of them. I throw them five times. I get 130 letters, and then I decode the letters into words and sentences. So I have been doing some readings for Orly Fourth. Uh, she's got some videos on YouTube, and she's got a Facebook page. I had been doing some readings for her, and in this particular reading, uh, her name came up, and then a name, Kara, came up, K-A-R-A. So I wrote to her, and I said, who's Kara? And then she wrote back, and she said, it's Clara, with an L. So I went back through the letters, and when I found Kara again, there was an L next to the K. So uh, Clara was spelled K-L-A-R-A, which is, you know, it's acceptable because the pronunciation is the same. So then she told me that uh, Clara's last name was Blackwood. So I went through the letters once again, and I found Blackwood. Okay, so now I had Orly Forth, Clara Blackwood, and then I found the name Rosemary Stellick who's a uh, martial artist out in Toronto. And so I, I had this reading. Uh, I had just done, you know, I was just finished decoding it. And then uh, I heard from you. I uh, got an invitation to be on the uh, the radio program. And then I went through it again, and I found Derek Brosker. Out of 100 and how many characters? 30? Eight? Uh, 130 letters. Okay, what do you think that means? Well, what it means is, uh, I mean, this happens all the time. Like uh, a day before I find out about somebody, uh, their essence or their energetic signature registers into the reading without my knowing it. And then the next day I find out who the person is and I look back on the reading and find their name spelled out letter for letter. So it's essentially um, like synchronicity, but it's almost like confirmation that you're supposed to maybe move forward with this person, reach out to this person, these type of ways. Is that that how you're uh, actually applying it to your life? Yeah, it's that. And it's also... Uh, a, a telepathic signature entering before I find out who the person actually is. Something like that um, in a lot of other things that we've seen with like, uh, I don't know if anybody's familiar with like 9-11 and the, mon- and, and the, the towers on all the, the dollar bills, right? The, the 5, 10, 20, 50 and 100, they all show the, you know, the towers under attack. It's all written on the money and stuff like that comes to light after the fact. Like there's no way, you know, before that, that you can actually get the the information and, and maybe stop it from happening. Or if it was done by coincidence or 
just through synchronicity and not actually planned like somebody artistically put it in there which um i think if we're talking about the higher power or, or, or energy i think that's a creative energy that could have put it in there as well to line up with that so w- what you're talking about is something that that you you can only um get the messages after the fact like once you heard my name and then you found it or does it does it work the opposite where you get the messages and then look it up or is it kind of vice versa with with, with the uh the uh, art, art that you're doing uh it kind of works in a multi-dimensional sort of way like uh you know this thing about people's names entering into the letters before i meet them that happens and another thing that happens is when i decode the letters i get predictions of the future so it, it kind of goes both ways. So how, I mean, how are you able to um, look to the future for some of this stuff? Let's say if you get a, a name or a word, are you just like maybe looking up the words and seeing their origins, what, what the words mean, if it's a person that you're supposed to reach out to or, or, or you know what I'm saying? How does that work? Uh, I, I usually don't uh, focus too much on the future unless I have a, specific question about the future like I've done readings before where I get a message from my future self like from the year 2065 but what happens a lot of times in the readings is um, there could be a prediction of the future in the reading and I might not be absolutely certain that it's a prediction until like several days later it happens and then I remember that it was written out in the reading, and that's how I realized it. So how is this, like, how, how was this something that, that you actually um, started applying to your life? Like, how did you get involved with it? Is this something that that you just tried? Did you see different people who are doing, you know what I'm saying, similar readings or something like that, or was it just something out the blue? I, I got the idea from the Bible code. Yeah. That's funny. Somebody just messaged me before we went live, my opinion and take on the Bible code, and then here you go bringing it up. And I haven't heard that term right. in years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm not surprised you know about the Bible code because I kind of I know your story. You know how you you're kind of in a dark place, and then you went to Christianity and became transformed, and you know here you are today. So you know, uh, I was wondering if I could just tell you the whole story about how I invented the method. Yeah, totally. Okay, so there were some videos on YouTube where these researchers were trying to prove that the Bible code was a hoax. So what they did was they took Moby Dick and they ran Moby Dick into a computer program and they said, you know, we're going to scan through the letters of Moby Dick and we're going to ask questions and we're going to get predictions and all this other stuff. And, you know, sure enough, they got answers and they got predictions. And so their conclusion was that the Bible code was a hoax because they did it with Moby Dick. But my take on what they did was that if you had thousands of letters that you could access, it, you know, all you, all you have to do is just get the letters. So my next question was, how do I get the letters? So I went to a CVS store. I found five regular dice. And I took them home. Uh, I worked out a, a number code. You know, five dice equals 30 numbers. 
So I had to add A, B, C, D to the 26 letters of the alphabet to get 30. And I would throw the, the five dice like 18 to 20 times and get roughly, you know, 80 to 100 letters and then decode the letters, and that's how I shot it out. And, and just started decoding the, the, the messages from that, right? Yeah, it was kind of a long process because I had to figure out a letter for each number of the dice. And then, then I found out about boggle dice. I went to a flea market and I said, do you have Scrabble? I figured I'd do it with the Scrabble tiles. And he pulled yeah. out a box of boggle and he said, oh, I don't have Scrabble. I get boggle. I said, what's that? And I looked at the box and it was dice that had letters on them. So, you know, I, I felt like I was in seventh heaven. I mean, here, here's the dice with letters already on them. And so I went with boggle dice. And then years later, I found out about Campbell's alphabet dice, which are much smaller, less expensive. And uh, what I'm doing now is uh, the people who want to learn this method, they, um, they buy the dice, they do the dice stores at home, they send me the letters, I decode the letters, and I send them the reading. I've seen that too because you actually have it on your on 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 your Facebook. You've got some pictures, like I guess when you get these uh, these uh, letters, you write everything down. So you got a a, 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 a tablet with this letters all over it, and then you just start decoding after that, right? Right. So you know you can look at the letters and and you can try decoding yourself. Uh, most people have a hard time with it because uh, we're not really uh, educated in the United States to really be thinkers. So, you know, when it comes to things like that, uh, most people don't gravitate towards, you know, spending a lot of time trying to figure out putting words together and things like that. But some people have a knack for it. And uh, I've taught the method to dozens of people. That's awesome. So do you do you do uh, consultations and stuff to take people under your wing to kind of teach them how to do it as well? Yeah, it has to be done through Skype or Zoom or some some form of video chat because um, if it's just email back and forth, um, that kind of tells me that the person I'm dealing with doesn't want to talk to me personally, and it just kind of makes me feel like <laughs> a like a pet psychic, you know? Yeah. Like they're just they're just I, I using feel, me to get I, readings, but. Uh, when, yeah. Once we talk on Skype, it's it's really much better because I can answer their questions. And uh, like right now, there's a, there's a girl out in Colorado, and she's got the dice. So you know, if she invites some of her friends over, and if they want to get readings, they can do the readings, and then I can talk to them on Skype. And and that's that's kind of like how the system works. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way when people try to uh, have conversations through text message. I just, I, I would just rather have the, you know, what I'm saying the phone conversation and 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 or or on Skype as well versus corresponding long messages via text or something. You know, I'm the same way. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you're not going to send a text message to your wife, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she's in the other room. You're going to go talk to her. Yeah. Yep. That's true. So, I mean, but, you, you know, know what I'm people saying? are getting to the point now. Uh, you know, married couples and uh, you know they they're sending text messages to each other and they're sitting right next to each other. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. it's uh, it's totally it's crazy. pretty evasive, man. This whole this whole technology thing, and a lot of people are scared about it, man. Where we're headed with this technology, and I, I used to fight against it, man. Even though I would use it, I would I would fight against it because I understood that it was mimicking spirituality. It was mimicking um, the stuff that we're already able to do with our brains and we're already connected. And then here's social media connecting us yeah. when we're already connected yeah. spiritually, we can feel uh, when, when each other is going through a hard time, when we're dealing with, with yeah. stress and under the pressure, like you can feel that when you're around people, uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? As far as w- whether you're empathic or whatever, but, and then social, social media is connecting you. So, you know, everything about each other in that way, but it kind of, it kind of, um, um, I guess, I guess we lose connection with with the spirit and how we're connected that way. Because nobody, yeah, I don't know. Just like pe- pe- I think people care a lot less now, and they feel like as far as being social, like you 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 get your social interaction through social media versus going have a drink with someone or going out to dinner or 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 having someone over to your house and and you keep up tabs with people on online without even having to contact them you know everything they've been doing all week but they have no idea they haven't heard from you in in ages you know it's very weird right that's exactly it you know i mean uh my my feeling right now is that um you know the, the the glue that holds us together that that bond of trust that i mean the human race has had that since the beginning of time uh we've kind of lost that and uh, I, I think we have to try and bring that back somehow. Yeah, I think we I think we can use technology to to do that. I think we have to use technology. We look at the the good that it's doing. It's it's allowing us to do a video chat and broadcast live over the web, and then people to able to come and actually download this episode on their smartphone. And and years later, people will be able to listen to this conversation. And, 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 and get inspiration from it and knowledge and wisdom and, and, and maybe uh, build up their intrigue to want to kind of do some of the things that you're bringing to the table as well. So like there is the, you know what I'm saying? The good aspects of it as well, but we just can't, we can't, we can't lose our humanity in the information age and in the technological age, which, you know, the whole thing with Kali Yuga, they say that uh, man would use technology to fight against God. And uh, whether it's, literal or spiritually we definitely see it ha- happening spiritually you know this whole thing that uh using technology to 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 kind of move us away from our godhood our 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 gut intuition of 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 being empathic and moving in miracles and uh um psychic abilities and things like that all that stuff is like being turned turned off or whatever it's still there but it's it's dormant and people don't know how to access it because you know, the whole, we're just consumed with television, technology, all of this stuff. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Uh, I've given it a lot of thought, actually, you know, what you're talking about as far as, you know, people, you know, the condi- the human condition that's happening right now. But uh, I kind of come to a conclusion about that, too. And I, I really think that there's, there's something inside of us, like some, some form of goodness or, or like a light or something that is inside of us that penetrates through all of these sort of layers of dysfunction that we have on the outside and that eventually, you know, somehow we're able to get that light out, out into the open 
and uh, penetrate those layers of dysfunction. I agree. I agree. I think we see that happening a lot. So people are coming into like the newness of technology and like I said, using it for, for good versus for evil. Cause I mean, it's just simply a tool. Like we talk about, even with like the God given abilities that we're born with, people can use those tools for, you know what I'm saying? Negative purposes. And you can, you can channel energy, you can cha- channel entities and people are using that to channel demons or right. But then other people are using it to, cha- to channel uh, uh, freedom of expression. They're, they're, they're channeling the Holy spirit. They're, they're praying to God when other people are praying to demons and stuff. So all of this stuff is essentially tools and it's up to the person on how they want to use it. The intention of the person with everything, with divination, with technology, people can use technology for bad or people out there stalking children, you know, using uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's all up to the individual. Yeah. You know, I really like your story a lot because uh, you know, you kind of went into the pits there for a while and were in a really dark spot, and then you kind of woke up and, you know, Christianity came along, your life became changed, and, uh, you know, you got your life back on track. But, uh, you know, the thing I liked about it the most, I think, is the uh, the open-mindedness and this sort of this uh, spectrum of uh, this knowledge that you have about all these various things. Yeah, I think they all coexist. I don't think that anybody owns them. I don't think that the Mayans own Kaliuga. I don't think that Christians own speaking in tongues. I think that there's they're mentioned in every religion and every holy book, and uh, they're they're just you know these different uh, things that we have within us. Spirituality. Yeah. Uh, nobody owns that, and and it doesn't matter. Um, the terms that you you put on them. It's just whatever is comfortable for you to use, but you have to move past that. It doesn't matter if we're talking about divination. That scares people, especially church people. And like the funny thing is, there's a lot of Christians who are listening to this program. Like they vibe with it because they know my background. They know that I come from like a biblical perspective to teach it. But when you hear the word divination, like that's scary. It's like the word occult from a Christian perspective. We, we're, we have these, these words that we stay far away from, and one of them is divination, astrology, these type of things, because they're taught a certain way in the church, but they're not taught this way in the Bible. And so when I bring that to the table, uh, there's a lot of people who, who feel the same way, and it's, it's awesome what's happening right now. There's just like an awakening. People coming out of religion, but they still have their faith. And that's okay. Like you don't have to forsake your faith to come out of religion, which means to bind and to hold back. You could be set free and uh, find freedom and released to be to be sent out in, into the world instead of confining yourself within a box and in, in, in your belief system and your parameters and making sure they match up with everybody else. And there's beauty in that, man. There really is. Yeah, uh, there, there's a saying in the. Uh, Tibetan religion it's called a heightened reality and uh, the way that they describe it is like after you die um, your consciousness goes into a place that's kind of like the point of no return where uh, you know you're looking at reality as it really is but you can't go back because you've lost your physical body but you you can reach that state of awareness while you're alive in a human body mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, uh, um... when, you go, when you go to a funeral, let's say, you know, a relative has just passed away, and you see all these people sitting there, and, uh, you know, they're not joking around, they're not having a party, and, you know, they got this real sort of uh, gloomy look on their face. Uh, that's the heightened reality. Uh, they're, they're actually, you know, in a, in a form of uh, enlightenment in the sense that uh, they've now realized that, you know, their relative is gone and they can't change it and they can't bring the relative back. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a scary place, um, or it can be a scary place, put it that way. Um, especially like, cause you can, you can reach those states through meditation. You can reach those states through, you know what I'm saying? Kundalini yoga, um, psychedelics as well. I, I've, I've been to that place and it was funny cause like coming out of that place and even, you know what I'm saying? Trying to, uh, refer back to the Bible. The apostle Paul talks about leaving his body. Well, he says it was, it was so real. He don't know if he left his body or if he took his body with him, but he said he was caught up raptured up into the third heaven and he's seen things that are not even permissible to speak about there's no way he could describe it you know and and, and just trying it trying to describe the things that he's seen in, in that realm he would sound like a madman trying to you know even even i'm looking at some of the pictures behind you the shapes and the geometry and the colors and stuff and we want to it's so beautiful and the, the colors speak it's just you you go to a place where everything's different um you know they're they're there is no carbon matter. There, 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 there's no physical material, but yet it's yeah. still alive and beaming with life. But they don't look like people, or they don't look looks like smoke and colors. It's it's insane. So to try to come back and 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 explain it, the Apostle Paul said, "Look, I I would I would be uh, amiss to try to explain what I what I've seen. Like I've seen things that only the angels get to get you know get to speak about." Yeah, that's right. Um... The thing that really scares them is the unknown. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's what the word occult means. It means hidden. And, uh, you know, the ones that have the occult hidden knowledge, uh, you know, people are starting to find out they're the ones who are running the show. (laughs) You know, they're the ones Mm -hmm. who have the knowledge and they're running the show. And they have the power and the money and they're uh, manipulating uh, weather and uh, minds and and they're doing all these things. It's because they have the occult knowledge, and they've programmed society to be terrified of anything that's occult or hidden or divination or tarot or, or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, most people are terrified of, of that because it's the unknown. Yeah, it's the unknown, but there's like an empowerment to it as well. It's like they don't want you to know, I guess the people who are over religion for the most part or over the government or, or, or schooling or whatever, they want you to be reliant upon them versus knowing that, Hey, um, you can tap into God by yourself. Like you have that God given right to tap in 
to the supreme power and connect. You don't need me. Right. Uh, you, 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 you can go, you know what I'm saying, before God yourself. And, and that was the whole thing with the Catholic Church and the Reformation and stuff. Yeah. It's like you need a mediator between God and man, and you, you don't need that anymore. It, it's for us. And so to, to understand that there's tools to tap into God, to tap into the spirit realm with entities and, and vibrations and feelings and all of these things, which are, are God-given right. You didn't do, do anything. I mean, I think a lot of people re- remember these feelings when they were, was, a, was a child. Like they had these experiences yeah. when, when they were children. And so um, it's just like a reawakening. It's a, it's a revival. It's, it's, it's nothing new. It's something that's very old. The ancients knew it. And so it's a revival of the things that, that, that we already have. It's nothing new. You don't, yeah. I don't think we're developing new gifts. I think all of this stuff is within us because we're fearfully and wonderfully made as the Bible says. And I, I truly believe that. And it gets deeper and deeper. So that part of awakening is just awakening to who we are already. We don't need nothing outside yeah, I, of us. It's already within. I, I really think that you, you found the, the real essence of, uh, you know, Christ and, and God and, and the real meaning of the, you know, the scriptures, what, what those words really mean, because uh, you know, if you didn't understand what it really means, it wouldn't have changed your life. It all means it all. It all essentially means love. It's all it means. Everything, and it's all. And, and Jesus even said that. He said that all of it. He said all the law, all the prophets, all of this stuff. We can get really deep in it and history or allegory or whatever. He said all of that hangs upon love. Like if you're not walking in love, then you're not fulfilling any of it. But simply loving your neighbor. And, and loving your creator, then if you can do these two, you're fulfilling everything. All of it else don't mean anything as long as you're walking in love. And, and we see that. Somebody had me on a show. I was talking to a brother earlier about this as well. Somebody had me on their show a couple of years ago. And uh, it was it was like a new age show. And, and she knew my past and stuff. And I, I think she was um, setting me up to, uh, to kind of... Uh, make this person look bad, but she said that one of her Baptist friends uh, sent her a message and said that Jesus was the only way and that you need Jesus to get to God and to get to heaven and things like that. And Jesus was the only way. So she asked me my opinion on that. I I don't know if she wanted me to kind of mock it or laugh or whatever, but she said, she said, okay, okay, true Seagull, what what would you say? This This Baptist person tells me that Jesus is the only way. What would you say? And I don't know what kind of answer she was looking for, but I said, I would say they're right. Jesus is the only way because Jesus represents love. Jesus is love made manifest. Love is the only way that his name isn't Jesus. So let's get that straight. It's not like we're calling upon the essence of uh, this, this, this man. When we're calling upon the name, it says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be said. The name is the character. The character is love, yeah. Yeah. a provider. You know what I'm saying? And so that's oh, what yeah. it's about. All of it. All of the doctrines and what separates me and makes me different, that's for you. That's just for you. That, that, that doesn't unify anybody. That's just for you to, to, to kind of have a one-up over somebody, or what you learned or what God has privileged towards you. But this is free. Yeah. The Bible says freely you receive, freely give. That's what it's about. It is yeah, about I, love, man. I, uh, I became a born-again Christian in 1970. Uh, I had an amazing night vision just a couple of weeks after that happened. But uh, over the years, I, I I really ran into like a lot of Christians that were finger pointers and they were very judgmental mm-hmm. and they were 
just very one-dimensional in their thinking. So I, I kind of gravitated away from Christianity, yeah. and and uh, I wound up, you know, reading a lot of the Krishna books, and I got really interested in that because I was already, you know, leaning towards being vegetarian, and they were vegetarian. And I thought, well, that's really cool because they they're living the philosophy that they're teaching. So, and I I wound up. Uh, really getting into Krishna consciousness. And a, and a lot of it coincides, but you wouldn't know that unless you, unless you studied it. Right. Um, exactly. We got, yeah. I got somebody, somebody who's going to be on a show uh, in, a, in a couple of days. And he's going to be talking about um, universal salvation and uh, pretty much how Christ died for everybody. And so there is no one up. And, and he posted something on his, on his page where he said that um, you don't recognize how many people, own the same car that you own until you buy it. You go out and you buy this car, you want this car, then you start seeing that car everywhere. Well, those cars have been everywhere since the beginning. Those cars have already been out there, but your consciousness has changed and the things that you're conscious of and you're able to see it more. And until you go through different things in your life, until you're privileged, I guess, with information and knowledge, whether you start reading other books or dealing with people who believe something differently than you. And you say, you know what? Um, we're not that much different after all, even though this person uh, is someone who, who, who reads the Bhagavad Gita or this person does read Manly P. Hall or occult material, but this person is closer to God than many of the people of my own sect. You know what I'm saying? And so that's, that's one thing that, that opened me up to realizing that, look, God is not a respecter of persons. As the scripture says, you know, and you find out that it's true. Yeah. It's just we don't we don't know how we, we only interpret it from what we know. Like we, we read yeah. the teachings of Jesus or, or or whoever. It doesn't even have to be Jesus, but we interpret it off of what we know. And until you do the research and show yourself approved, like you, your your realm of understanding is only going to be so so big until you yeah. lived and you know, you say, you know what? Now I know what he's talking about. There's stuff that we can right. that you know we've read 10, 15 years ago, but we did, we we finally understand it now. We've been reading this stuff right. our whole life, you know. It didn't make any That's sense right, until yeah. we had the knowledge and experience to apply it to. That's right. Yeah. You know, I, I grew up uh, Catholic, and then later I became uh, Christian, and then I became you know interested in Krishna consciousness. I I really get into that in a big way. Um. You know, uh, like over the years, um, I, I read a lot of Krishna books. So, you know, once I got on the Internet, I really started, you know, watching a lot of videos to get opinions about what people were thinking. And, and there's a lot of, uh, I think, mental platform kind of things and uh, a lot of opinions. And not everybody knows exactly what's going on out there, but... The thing about the Krishna books is if I ever have some kind of question or a doubt about what they're talking about on the Internet, I just go back to the Krishna books and I reread them or I rethink about what I learned, you know, from those books. And that's where I get my reference point as to, you know, yeah. where I'm going to ground myself in, in some kind of conclusion. And it's not that much different. I remember when I first started reading some of the um, uh, teachings from the Bhagavad Gita. And so there was a, a thing we would like do. And, and, and it's a it's a big ministry. There's a ministry out there, a Christian ministry called Our Daily Bread. And it's basically little 
um, devotionals that you read to start your day. And uh, they're little Christian devotionals. They give you a passage to read and it breaks it down and gives you a story and then how you apply it to your life type deal. Um, so I would read those uh, Christian devotionals and then I would get some of the Krishna devotionals and I'd read them. And it was like the same thing. And they were teaching the same thing. So it was so beautiful to see what I already believed, what I've already been studying, put in different words. Like it's the same spirit, the same essence behind it. They were just worded differently. I can understand it. I don't get offended. I don't claim to be right. So therefore I could, I could see it. Um, and it, it was, it was so beautiful, but I found out like you can, take the same thing that the Bible teaches. You can take the same thing that Jesus taught, like the same words, but just rearrange them a little bit and teach it. And the Christians want nothing to do with it. If it isn't put said, just like it's written in, in, in the scripture, it could be the essence, the spirit behind it. They don't care. It's demonic to them. If it's not written yeah. the same way, it's not truth to them, but truth, if it's truth, it's universal. It applies to everyone and everything, the, the positive and the negative. For 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 yeah, it to be like legit, it, the po- the positive it, and the negative has to coexist. It, you know, if I'm talking to someone who's a Christian, and if that person's heart is in the right place, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, he's a he's a Hare Krishna devotee, and you know, the Christian <laughs> that I'm talking yeah. to is, is thinking, oh, he he's you know he's talking to a Hare Krishna, but he's thinking, oh, you know, this guy's a Christian. Until you tell them, and then they're like, oh, then they, you know, it messes everything up, you know? Yeah, but, you know, it, devotion is devotion, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, um, yep, it's, and that, that's what it's about. I mean, you know, and the scripture said that God is not a respecter of persons. He's, and, and the scripture says in the book of Acts, he said that it's a, it says God will, will deal with all men as long as they'll repent, as long as they'll turn from their sins, they'll turn from the things that are killing them. And, uh, and there's there's instances upon instances, even like Acts chapter ten, dealing with um, Cornelius. This was a, a, a this was a a Gentile man, but by nature he was doing the stuff that's written of in the law. And God said, "Look, I'm gonna deal with this guy. I'm gonna use this guy and show these Jewish stuck up, proud Hebrew guys that I'll deal with anybody." who will separate themselves. And that's, and, and that's to this day. And he had to show those guys in the book of Acts and in the Bible. And it goes for us. Call, and and yeah. then it tells you at the end of that story, call no man unclean. Call right. no man unclean. I mean, it, yeah. it, it doesn't matter race or creed or what you believe. It's about your fruit. Judge a person by yeah. their fruit. What are they doing? What, yeah. what is their belief system producing? That's what yeah, it's about. Yeah. And, and, and the churches and stuff that I come from, they, they judge you by your doctrine. They don't judge you by your fruit. And Jesus said judge by the fruit. And, and ever since I started doing right. that, like that's been a, a good way to judge a person's character is, is judge the fruit and the actions and the company they keep and, 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 see, and see what comes from that. And, and you can't fake it. And Jesus said that yeah. uh, an apple tree is not going to give you an orange. I just hang around that person long enough and you'll see if what they believe has any validation by their fruit. And that goes if you're a Christian, a Muslim, a Jew, Hindu, that goes for everybody across the board. Yeah, you know, uh, about 20 years or so ago, I I really developed a strong liking towards people that were kind of like, you know, doing the left-hand path 
you know, into like the darkness thing and, uh, you know, into, you know, Satanism and Luciferianism and demonology mm-hmm. and magic and shamanism. You know, I developed a huge interest in all of these things and started studying, you know, everything I could get my hands on. But I really liked these people because they weren't finger pointers and they weren't like going around announcing that they were Satanists or Luciferian or into witchcraft or whatever. And they just seemed to keep to themselves. And, uh, you know, you'd never know that they were into that unless they told you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I've really kind of reached out, you know, in the past couple of years especially uh, to to try and reach out to, to the ones that are into that kind of lifestyle because the kind of divination that I have uh, is very good in the sense that it's a, a supplement to what they're already doing. Yeah, it so, is. So in other um, words, and they, I, don't, they don't have to stop what they're doing or change what they're doing, yeah. and they can yeah. use this divination system uh, like before they make a decision to do something like magic or sorcery or whatever. They can do a reading and get some insights on what to do or what not to do. Yep. That's that's the thing with it. Like all of this stuff is just simply tools. The divination is a tool. Like if you're using divination to contact demons and try to put hexes and spells, like that's pos- that's possible as well. But you're doing it for the for the you know what I'm saying, the bad reasons or to, to cause harm on somebody. That stuff's gonna come back to you. It's 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 going yeah. to. But those those same resources the same tools, if you use them for good, good's going to come to you and good's going to come from it. It doesn't matter what it is. It goes for everything across the board. It's the intention. It's, a, it's the whole father forgive them for they know not what they do. There's a, there's right. a grace there. That's what grace is. But it's for those who know what they're doing and they're deceiving people and they're causing harm on purpose. That's where it gets dangerous. And that's where the judgments and all of these dealing with these other type of entities come into play when you're doing it intentionally to, to deal or cause harm on someone. Uh, are you P- people do Orly it, you know. Fourth? Are you familiar with Orly I'm not. Fourth? Uh, I'm not. She does, she does videos and she kind of shows the, uh, the way that she does evocations. Uh, she, she's really good at kind of explaining how she does it and she's very personal and uh, I really like the way she approaches it because I'm, I'm still kind of like a novice. Uh, I don't I don't do the evocations myself. I just don't have it in me. But I'm interested in these things because I like knowledge. You know, I'm, I'm like one of these knowledge junkies. You know, I I just I yeah. want to learn about everything. I I just have to know about everything that there is. You know, and then if somebody comes along that's like really brilliant and intelligence, uh, I, I go crazy because uh, it's like, you know, they, they're smarter than me and I can't follow what they're saying. It drives me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. And I think there's a lot of people who, you know, who are the same way. And that's what like people want, people like to, to, to listen to conversations where people are uh, talking about experiences, whether it's experiences with, 
with ETs or something that like physically manifested. We're not worried about your doctrine too much anymore and what you believe and, and what you can prove and stuff like that. As far as like the written texts or whatever, we're, we're like, we want to see something. We want, we want to see that, that, that what you believe has substance to it. And, uh, and, and people have experiences. People have, have dealt with, with entities and aliens and UFOs and all this stuff. So, you know, we want to, we want to kind of get into that stuff and people love to hear stories because it kind of validates what they believe, you know, like people, I mean, we're not, we're not, we're not, um, we're not forcing anybody to listen to this conversation, but it's going to get a lot of, it's going to get a lot of listens, a lot of views because people are resonating with it. People, people are hungry. People are searching. And it's something that we're talking about that is resonating on a universal level with everybody, with Christians, Jews, Hindus, Muslims, all the same. It's an eclectic yeah. bunch. It's, it's, it's a bunch of different people, and it's universal. Um, all, we're talking about the tools. It always goes back to that. But I want you to talk a little bit about your artwork because that's the first thing you sent me. You sent me this awesome picture that, that, that you, uh, you, you, I guess you drew and in colored as well. And uh, it, was, it was awesome about ascension and uh, contacting ETs and dealing with that. Um, talk a little bit about your artwork, too. Okay. Uh, written on the wall of a pyramid in Egypt is a uh, prophecy or prediction saying that at the end of time, the uh, Pleiadians will return to Earth. Uh, are, are you okay with this idea of the end of time? I'm okay with any idea. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah that's, that's cool because uh, uh, I, I think, you know, in general, most people uh, know what you're talking about when you talk about end times or, yeah. you know, like in 2012, the end of the Mayan calendar happened in December 2012. And then what happened was we went into a new cycle of, you know, time sort of reverted and started going in the other direction. So so anyway, uh, written on the walls of the pyramid in Egypt is this prophecy that says at the end of time that the star gods will return to Earth, which is right now. We're at the point now where, uh, you know, the public knows that, you know, they've been holding free energy technology and all kinds of, you know, secret space program stuff and, there's a lot of things that they're not telling us and that, you know, ETs have been here on Earth for thousands of years and they sort of crossbred with us and, you know, all this other stuff is all kind of coming out. It's part of the, you know, like in the Bible it's called the Book of Revelation. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's referred to as the unveiling, uh, ascension, mm-hmm. you know, the shift. Apocalypse, the apoc- yeah. Apocalypse, Armageddon, five Apocalypse years. isn't, a, it, yeah, it's, it's a... It's actual um, covering as well, apocalypse. So to kind of yeah. reveal is to uncover. Right. Um, you know, I think the main thing here is that revelation really means waking up and becoming self-aware. Yeah. Uh, I think so know, too. If, if you're not waking up and if you're not becoming self-aware, you know, I, I think a lot of people are sort of, they're, they're looking externally and they're looking at all these things that are going on in the world and they're, they're sort of, uh, you know, creating a view of themselves by looking at external things. 
But that's not happening at all. Those external things is not who you are. Yep. It's funny too when you when you when you when you read it or read the book of Revelations, it's all it's all symbolic about like you're saying things that are happening within you. I mean, the whole Bible is that essentially. It's this it's this allegory of your own spiritual journey, your own spiritual uh, process that that we all go through from Genesis to Revelation. Revelation in a way that it talks about Jesus coming back to rule and reign in the temple. Well, before Jesus left us, what did he say? He said that. You are the temple. And so Christ coming back to sit on the throne, the throne is your heart. Christ coming back is Christ in you, the Holy Spirit to come to live within you and sit upon the throne of your heart. And that Jesus essentially is out walking amongst the people when you go out and you're walking in Christ consciousness, when you're being a manifestation of, of Jesus. And then it talks about like the prophets of the Old Testament look forward was always looking forward to this this new covenant that would come and, and and Jesus was the fulfillment and it said the mystery of the gospel is Christ in us the hope of glory that you are the light of the world you're the hope yeah. out there for a dying world who have no idea what which way is up or down but you have the illumination of Christ to go out into the darkness and to illuminate the world Christ in you that's him as, as far as my my doctrine and my theology Christ has already come back and he lives within me and each and every person who, who confesses him. And, and that, that's a spiritual encounter. It's not just theology. Like that's a spiritual encounter and it's tangible. It changes the world around us. It's, it's the that's real right, deal. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, the other thing I think is happening now is um, I, I think for the first time, maybe in hundreds of thousands of years that uh, the polarity that we're in, you know, the duality that we exist in is collapsing and disintegrating. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe that's why they're, they're putting all these labels on it, like, you know, the event, uh, ascension, and the shift, yeah. 5D. I mean, half the time yeah. I don't know what they're talking about because... <laughs> they you know, don't have the time they I, don't know, you know what they're talking about. Yeah, they they don't they're, they're trying to 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 get a perspective on on what's happening and, and who they are and where they are and uh, you know there's a, there's a place out in Costa Rica called Rhythmia and uh, what they're doing is you know you go there for a week and you take ayahuasca and they they give you massages and you get to meet people and have fun and you have the experience and and what happens is you find yourself as a result yeah. of taking this this medicine. And uh, I, I think a lot of people should go there and just, you know, start from somewhere. Like, you know, get back it's to... It's a good place to start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, find out who you are for us before uh, you go around talking about all these concepts that you don't even know what you're talking about. It's all just, it's all yeah. mental platform. I mean, after a yeah. while, I don't even know what these people are talking about when they're talking about ascension. You know, I mean, yeah, in order to find, and and to me, like my mind goes back to the scriptures every time, man. I'm sorry, but that's just how my mind works. Jesus talks about you have to you have to die in order to truly live. Like you have to die to the ego. You got to have the ego death, and the ayahuasca, the psilocybin mushrooms, the near death experiences, like 
All of that stuff is part of it. Once you die, you give up yourself and you understand what's real. It's not about yeah. fashion. It's not about how much money I got. It's not about this and that. It's not about who dies with the most toys wins. It's a, it's, it's about love. It's about loving God and loving people and, and helping people out. And, and, and yeah. you know what I'm saying? Making your brother and sister's journey just a little bit easier, man. Those who are having a hard yeah. time kind of dealing with these emotions and energies and, and, and heartache and things like that. I, that's what it's about. And, and you have to die to truly live. I mean, that, that concept is, is all, it's not just in the Bible, it's in all the holy books, you know? Yeah. Like, like right now we're, uh, we're having a conversation and a dialogue and we're talking on the internet. Uh, you know, we're having an experience, but, uh, you know, you can't take an idea like having an experience and sell books and DVDs and make a living on something that's based on an experience. Yep. Uh, you know, it, ha- it has to have some sort of a, like fireworks behind it. Yeah, it does. You know, it, ha- it has to be some sort of grandiose uh, label on it, like yeah. Ascension and 5D. And, uh, you know, a lot of these people think that uh, they're going to be saved. <laughs> You know, aliens are going to come down and save us or something. You know, a lot of people believe that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I find it funny. I've been behind the veil, man. I've seen, I've seen some crazy stuff. I've contacted the aliens, the angels, whatever you want to call them. I've seen them do aerial phenomenon and let me know they're out there. All types of stuff that a lot of people probably will never experience. Like I got to see some stuff only because my heart desired it. I think if you want it, it's there for you. So I'm nothing special in that regard, but, but I think if you want it, you can have that stuff happen as well. But most people don't want that bad enough. They would rather, you know, get a good night's rest, you know, instead of being outside stargazing for six hours. And so um, I've seen a lot of stuff in these other people, but, but I can't tell you exactly what's going on. And some of these other people, who I'm sure they haven't done the work that I've done. I'm sure they haven't done. They've got it. They've got books. They're telling you I'm talking with the Arcturians from Sirius, these beings from Sirius B and the, the, the Orion Council of Light, the Galactic Federation. This is who they are. I don't know how they're getting this information, whether they're trying to channel it or yeah. they're making it up or what. I don't, I have to call BS on a lot of this stuff. I really do. Yeah, the idea I have right now is just very basic and simple. Just, you know, bring back the glue of, uh, you know, trust and and brotherhood and friendship. And, you know, I'm trying to do that through this, uh, introducing this divination system because there's a certain point where when, when this system starts taking off and it starts working for people, uh, what happens is there's a, a certain type of, uh, telepathy that happens, which is higher self to higher self telepathic communication. Mm-hmm. And something like that can only happen through trust and friendship. Yeah. Yeah, that's why, that's what happens with, um, you know, maybe may, maybe something like that is just me. Maybe I haven't, maybe I'm mad that I don't have more information that I that I feel like I should, you know, after having these encounters and stuff. Maybe you can get the information from these beings. Well, I don't know, but um, but from my experiences, it it works a lot differently than than people say. It's not as easy as people make it out to be from from doing this. But uh, 
It is about doing the spiritual work yourself and transcending spiritually um, over your own ego, over your own fears and doubts and unbeliefs and judgments and stuff. And I, I wanted to kind of reiterate, too, what you were saying um, about how it has to be your own revelation. Um, we talk about this, too, because uh, it's not, you don't just take somebody's word for it. See, like the Western uh, Christianity, and I have friends who are, are big on evangelizing and street preaching and things like that. They go out there and they try to uh, beckon people to come by taking their word for who God is. Hey, I had this experience with God when I was 14. God visited me and changed my life. And that's good. Like, that's their experience and encounter. But they want them to kind of like stop at that. Like, okay, let me believe this man's gospel and follow this man or go to his church or whatever. But it's, it, that it should be like a beckon for you to encounter God in your own way that I had an encounter and so can you come get to know God for yourself. I think that's what it's about. And um, dealing with the spiritual giftings in the Bible and the psychic abilities and things like that. Uh, it talks about um, Peter dealing with uh, Simon in, in, in the scriptures and um, they were casting out demons. They were healing people and having revelations and all types of stuff in the Holy spirit. They would lay hands on people and they would transfer the energy and the Holy spirit would engulf them and they get born again. And it was called the baptism of fire. And Simon seen that and he wanted to buy it. He said, Oh yeah, come here. How much do y'all charge to, to teach me how to do that? And essentially we can put it in a book and give it to you, right? That's the same thing. Okay. I wrote all of, I wrote the steps down in a book. This book is 1499 Buy the book and you'll learn how to do what I just did. No, he rebuked them. He said, no, this comes, yeah. this comes by, by, by supplication alone there's no way that you can learn how to do this they, they rebuked him and he went away sad but it's essentially yeah. it's showing those that want to take the, sh the shortcuts and don't want to have the encounters they want to they want to take a short and you can't take a shortcut you can you can fool people you can't fool god you can't fool your own conscience and when you have to put your head on your pillow every night and close your eyes and you have to go to those realms and be with the with, with the creator and you know if you're deceiving people, you know, if you're leading people astray and um, you have to do the work, there is no shortcuts. Yeah. yeah that's why I really like these, these people uh, that are into like the, the dark arts and stuff. Uh, are you familiar with EA Coetting? No, I haven't heard that name. Uh, he, he's got this, uh, this website called become a living guide. And, uh, you know, it's, it's basically magicians and sorcerers. And, um, I'm kind of interested in what what they're doing. I've bought a couple of his books, and you know, I've been studying it. But you know, like I was saying before, um, I'm I'm really trying to reach these people that are into those kind of arts because they already do divination, and it's something that would help them, but they don't have to change their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Those would be it would be easier to reach those people than than finding someone who is. Uh, brand new to any of those concepts, and then you have to right. deal with, in my case, a lot, of, a lot of Christian people who demonize those concepts because that's what they were taught to demonize what they don't understand. So, to, I mean, that's what I'm doing. I'm reaching out to people who who are in, you know, all of this stuff. I have people who who deal yeah. with um, every religion or belief system un, under the under the sun, and I don't have to convince them. Back in Christianity, I had to convince you. Like it was my goal to win right. the conversation and win you over to my belief system. I don't have to do that. Yeah. Like your belief system is, yeah. is your belief system for a reason. 
you've experienced things differently than me. You've come to a different yeah. conclusion. That's okay. It doesn't mean that I'm wrong or you're wrong. It just believes that we're looking at the same thing a little bit differently. You know, if your heart's in the right place and they're around you and, you know, they, they feel a certain something, you know, some kind of an energy or a vibe or something, you know, a good feeling, and then they find out that, you, that you're a Christian or you're a Bible reader or something like that, they, yeah. they'll just automatically start reading oh. the Bible on their own or they'll go to, they'll yeah. go to church or, you know, they'll... You know, they'll see it in you and realize, you know, that's that's what I want. That that's what it's about, you know? yeah. But but you know, that's if you go about. out there and you start pointing your finger and start telling them, you know, you're gonna burn in hell and all this shit, you know, forget it. Yep. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, it it kinda it kinda of, kinda of works both ways too. Anymore. They're not stupid mm-hmm. anymore. They, they they know what's going on, you know. Well, I think that's something that only um, will only last for so long. Like I have people who look up to me. I have people who like learn from me and stuff, but they're not under me. They're, they're you know what I'm saying, right. walking with me. And we're learning from each other. I'm learning just as much from this person and their journey as well. And there's yeah. a longevity there. If you promote yourself as a teacher or as not a teacher, but as someone who's like lording over people, once they find out that you only know so much or, or they find somebody else teaching something different, they're going to leave you. They're going to be gone. Like I've seen, I've seen them come and go. I've had people um, who are into Christianity and then, you know, even in something as small as them, like they want to, you know, drink or do drugs, they cut off all their Christian friends because you guys are demonizing everybody. You can't walk with right. them there. So but to, to let them know that, look, I'm with you. Like you don't, I don't, I don't lord any knowledge over you. I don't, I'm not your ruler or whatever. Then I think that we we can walk together and have longevity with a friendship. Right. And, and that's what yeah. I'm seeing um, ha- happen. And, and, you know, the people I'm involved with is just like, it's a genuine friendship. It's a genuine concern um, for their, their life. Like wanting them to just to, to learn at their own pace. Because if yeah. they, you know, once they, they, they figure out or they're like, you know what, I don't believe in aliens no more, truth seeker, I got to leave or whatever. Like, there's people who are going to see that. But but if you're a friend and you're sticking with that person, I think you have, I think we have friends till we die. Like, I think there's people yeah. that when the Bible says you find a friend who is closer than a brother, like, I, I, ha- yeah. I have those friends in my life, you know? Yeah, yeah. If, if you're not the real deal, they'll sense it, they'll go elsewhere. Well, only for a time. Like, if you're tricking people, it's only for a season. Like, people are yeah. eventually going to grow up. They're eventually going to, you know, come out of it. You, you'll keep some people longer than others. Trust me, I've been a part of many different sects. I've been a part of, of, of all of them. And teachers who have charisma, people who are copying off of other teachers, and they got followers, and they got money, and all of this stuff, like... I've been I've been a part of all that stuff, and it only lasts for a season. Every time the, the rug comes from up under them, just study cults for a minute. And, and what happens when these people start communes and they start having relations with the women who are part of the group and stuff? All of these, you can name them. I mean, there's so many of them. They all fall apart, you know, and there's people who are still, there's cults still to this day, like the Jim Jones yeah. stuff, the you know, all, all of that stuff. That's still happening. Like, I, I know those people. Yeah. I know people who live in the woods who have a following and they live in the forest, you know, yeah. and they have taken a vow of poverty. And that's what they teach that everybody should. And they're like 
homeless people living in the woods who have a cold. Like, I know those people. Yeah, I I think there's going to be some advances in technology that, that's really going to help us to sort of, uh, you know, resonate with all of these changes that are happening, like, on an energetic level. Like, um, like for example, uh, they've got a cloning technology where they, they can take a piece of flesh from a cow, let's say, and they can clone a thousand pieces, and then the cow doesn't have to be slaughtered. So, you know, I've, I've been vegetarian for more than 30 years now, and I, I stopped eating animals in 1970. So, you know, mo- most people are meat eaters, and they don't want to stop. So now this technology is coming in, and what the technology does is it allows for these animals to continue living, and uh, they're not being hurt, really. They're just taking a small piece of flesh, and then all these people that want to eat meat, they just continue doing it. There's no slaughtering of the animals. Mm-hmm. So I think technology. Some, some of the solution I think is uh, technological. I think is part part of the solution. But you know, from an awareness perspective, uh, you're responsible for your own awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the one that has. Technology is coming a long ways, and uh, we're about to we're about to see. To see some stuff come yeah. out that uh, it's, it's gonna it's gonna blow a lot of people's minds. It already is what oh. we already have, is but they just gotta get it just a little bit at a time. Like I remember, it used to be yeah. crazy to have a ha- to have a device in your house that can hear you at all times. I've got a couple of them that we, you know, Alexa, you know, those apps and stuff. You can ask it any yeah. question. You can talk to anybody who has an uh, Alexa app, and it's it's crazy. They have to market it to to us to get us ready. If there was just to implement all this stuff, we'd freak out. But we want it like people want others to know what they're doing. Right. So there's this thing where like, hey, man, the government's spying on you. Like people are so hungry for for fame or just to just to be somebody. They want to post their every move on Facebook. So it's not like you got to hide something like they want people to know what they're doing. So for them to have a device in their house listening to them. That's something exciting, you know. Somebody, somebody's interested in them, you know. They're not lonely anymore, or whatever the case is, man. It's very interesting how it, it's just done slowly but surely over the time. And you'll see stuff that we're against now. They'll do it in a way to eventually we'll accept it with with open arms, and it's going to be it's going to be normal. Like everybody's going to have these Alexas in their house, you know. Yeah, kind of reminds me. I enjoy me, it though. though. I enjoy it. Like I can I can fight against it and get freaked out. I remember people thinking that the you know, back in the seventies, there were microphones in your lamps. Like all the lamps had microphones in them. Like all you can look up all this yeah. stuff, man. Yeah. If I hear some kind of device talking to me, I want to go at it with a sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't like. I enjoy it, man. I, I enjoy it at this point. I used. To, I used to. All I right. used to get freaked out by it, but. I, I don't want my car talking to me. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'm. You know, I'm the I'm the driver. You know. You know what though? I would I think, and I think I think some of the the studies are coming out that show different a little bit differently though. But I think that, I think riding in a in a in a car that that has cameras all the way around it and knows what's coming. I, th- I think it would be safer do, doing that than than driving next to some of these people who are texting while they're driving, having a conversation, and opening up a can of Pepsi while they're driving. Like uh, I think it would be you know a lot safer to be in some of these these. Uh, these vehicles that drive themselves, these smart cars. 
I'm okay with that, you know, up to a certain point. Like, I'm gonna, you know, it's going <laughs> to take me some, some getting used to jumping in the car and not being behind the wheel. Uh, you know, I'm going to be a nervous wreck. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll probably get used to it, but, I mean, you know, I mean, what other direction is there to go in? I know. That's where we're going. Like, we have to get used to it. That's the thing. I mean, we can try to fight against it. I don't think we can at this point, you know. No, I don't, we can't. I, mean, I don't think we can, te- uh, you know. Technology, uh, the only thing I don't like about technology is they, they develop these things, and then they just sort of spring it on you. But nobody's going to ask you if it's okay with you that they that they put this technology on the market. Yeah. Well, people are going to want it. They're going to give you a little bit more. And then when when it's time to implement, implement the next thing, you're going to want it. Like, like I said, the, the whole Alexa thing, like if they would have gave us that 15 years ago, we would have freaked out. But now yeah. we're like, okay, my phone can listen to me. My phone can order me a pizza. My phone can do this and that. Now you have the Alexa that's just always on. You just say its name and tell it what you want it to do. Like, and that's insane. You, I could say, Alexa, play Californication by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay, it just starts playing, and I got a speaker system and everything. I think it's, I think it's neat. You put it in your car and like, it, it's neat, but it, it has its own. I don't have anything to hide. Like there was when I was studying the Illuminati and secret societies and the Freemasons and all of this stuff. I was in a spooky place. Like, hey, they're listening, man. They're listening. So what? I don't have anything to hide. Like. I'm not doing anything I'm not supposed to be. I, I hope I ain't unless you, it just depends on what, what, what they, what they think is though. So if we're talking about having knowledge and information about UFOs and contacting ETs, and then we're talking about that on open forms, then maybe that's something they don't want out. That's the kind of stuff I would be concerned with now, you know, targeted individuals and things yeah, like that. Right. It gets, it opens up another, a whole nother realm of thinking and we could do a whole episode on it really. Yeah, I mean, you know, most artificial intelligence uh, doesn't know how to respond to vulgar language. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah, start... I mean, that's the thing. I was thinking about that. Like, my wife will cuss <laughs> at Alexa sometimes. And it's like, what if it was like a real relationship with this device? What if it learned your personality and learned that if you if you show aggression and anger towards it or towards whoever's running it or whatever, um, that that thing could show anger and aggression back, right? That's the real AI that can, um, the artificial intelligence that can almost assimilate feelings and emotions and, and be there. You know, that they had that movie that came out, Her, where the dude had, uh, yeah. it was Joaquin Phoenix who had the relationship pretty much with Alexa, his smartphone, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, if these things become self-aware, and you get pissed off at it, and if it gets pissed off back at you, it's just going to chop your head off. You know, and it's not going to have remorse. It's not going to think twice. You know, it's a Yeah, that's the thing about it's a technology doesn't have feelings. You can do that and be okay with it, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's no remorse. There's no conscience. It just it kills you because, you know, you pissed it off. It's happening now. Maybe, maybe technology. I, I definitely, I definitely, I definitely know the video games are like some of like the, uh, the video games are desensitizing people. Like if you're playing call of duty and you spend 
eight hours a day, six hours a day, three hours a day, killing people and finding strategies on how to kill people. And then when it's time to go to the army, you've been doing this for years, killing people on, on these video games and seeing people get their heads blown off and stabbing people. And so something like the army or t- it's time to go to war, like you're, you're totally okay with that. You're desensitized to that from seeing it on television or playing the video games. It's almost like yeah. a prep. It's like a prepping tool. Yeah. Yeah, there was a guy named uh, Jared Rand. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's sort of like a, like a spokesperson on the forefront of introducing the new technologies. And uh, he was saying that, um, you know, people need to sort of, uh, you know, get together and start communicating again. And one of the things that he said really kind of struck me was that he, he said it's not going to happen on a website or on the Internet that people really have to get together and gather together in person. It's there's some there's some deep <clears throat> some deep revelations that people are getting uh, with with AI, um, transhumanism, merging with technology. Um, very interesting, man. Um, give people. Uh, a way that they can co- contact you, they can check out your work if they want to uh, learn some of the uh, the arts that, that you're teaching people with the divination of, of how to actually do this themselves, or if they want a reading from you. Uh, tell people how they can get in, uh, uh, in contact with you. Okay. Um, they can buy the dice at a place called puzzlewarehouse.com. It's like all one word. And they're called Campbell's Alphabet Dice. It's the uh, Campbell's Alphabet Soup Company. Uh, they've been making oh, these really? dice for like 50 years now. They've been... <laughs> it's, a, it, yeah. it's a dice game. It's a dice game, you know, dice with letters on them. And uh, this puzzlewarehouse.com uh, will send you a box for like $13 and there's no shipping. Okay, so uh, I'm on Facebook. They can... They can get in touch with me there and set up a Skype or a Zoom. And uh, I would prefer that they get in touch get in touch on Skype or Zoom first because what happens is if they go out and they buy the dice and then get in touch with me later, uh, what happens is they develop these expectations. And as a result of having expectations, they start doing a few readings and their expectations aren't met. And then they drop out and they lose interest. So I would prefer they get in touch with me first on Skype. Uh, they could even call me on the phone. That would be much better than, you know, an email. And I can explain to them, you know, don't have any expectations when you get these dice. You know, I'll give you some ideas about what kind of questions to ask in the beginning. And, you know, that's going to change. Like in time, you can start asking more specific personal questions and, and uh, get into more detail later. But in the beginning, it's kind of a, a delicate uh, process where mm-hmm. you have to go about it. You have to do it a certain way is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you're interested in that, make sure you guys hit him up, check out some of his stuff. Check out some of his artwork as well. He's got some really cool stuff. Did you by any chance do the artwork that's behind you? Yeah. These are, these are some acrylic paintings that I did and, uh, you know, I, I got some uh, pencil drawings up on the wall. I, I do 
colored pencil drawings. I do black and white pen and ink drawings. I do uh, acrylic paintings like you see here. And uh, I do some uh, some drip paintings using uh, Tester's model paints. Awesome. Looks really good. Ladies and gentlemen, check out his work. Jim Gerard, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with me, Jim. All right. It was a pleasure talking to you, and maybe we can do this again sometime. Definitely. Sounds good, my brother. It was good to connect with you. All right. Thanks, man. All right. God bless. We'll see you. Jim Gerard, ladies and gentlemen, um, very uh, interesting, eclectic person, just like me, right? Just like all of us. It's cool. Um, people hit me up all the time uh, wanting to come on the show. I have to like, I try to do a little bit of research and not, because um, I get I get people hit me up all the time. And some some people are just like all over the place and they're, Oh, my God. I, I get weird emails, put it that way. So, Jim, this ended up being a good one. Jim hit me up, man, showed me his artwork. I said, okay, let me check him out. I had a conversation with him and went back and forth with him several times. We tried to make the show work yesterday, but I had some stuff come up. And a uh, good thing we was able to reschedule today because this this episode turned out to be a really good episode, man. I know, um, like, a lot of the things you, you hear from me, it's just I just, re, I just repeat myself a lot. And I'm okay with that, even in my music. Like, it's it's... I'm just repeating myself. I'm not bringing anything new to the table. There's different ways to explain and, 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 and discuss some of the things I've already stated. My mission hasn't changed. Like everything's still the same, but I like to get other people's take on it. I like to get other people's um, points of view and perspective about these same things that we're talking about. Like I'm talking about all spirituality just in general, but we talk about aliens. We talk about angels. Let's get somebody else's, concept of them it doesn't mean they're right doesn't mean that i'm wrong people get mad that i don't um fight from fight to be right you know and then fight to uh get the last word in and stuff like that i don't i don't uh i don't have that need and i i don't because i used to have that need right when i was in christianity like i wanted i had to be right you can't have a christian like all these christian debates are nasty to me i got friends who are getting into these debates and trying to prove theology and they want to, and I've had some of them reach out to come on my show, like big names want to come on my show and use the platform to have a Christian debate and prove why they're right. And this other guy's wrong. I'm like, no, like if you want to come on and tell your story, that's cool. We'll do that. But you want to come on here to debate people and, and, and prove why they're wrong and you're right. And no, nah, that's nasty to me. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. I graduated from that. I really did. I, I, I could say that. I graduated. You're still you're still on that level. I'm not on that level anymore. I'll say that with confidence. Um, it's not what it's about. Not to me. Some people think it is. It's it's not about that. To to defend their faith and to prove their point. That's fine. You you know you turned off people in the, in the midst of that, and you uh, I hope it makes you feel better. I hope you feel more validated because you belittled me in my belief systems. You laughed at me even on camera, right? I went on, you know, somebody else's show. I'm not going to say no names, but if you guys follow me, you've seen the awkward interview that uh, that I recently did. And that person's going to come back on my show um, here soon. I don't want it to be awkward, but we're going to have an interesting conversation. But it works the same way. Just like you, the Christians out here will turn their nose up at the New Agers or uh, at the mystic, mystics and you're, you're, you're a Gnostic and you practice mysticism and it's demonic. They'll turn their nose up and laugh at you and, and, and all this, this stuff. 
but the new agers do it to me. Like when I start, if I'm on a show and I, and I mention Jesus, they'll laugh or, or, um, or, or think it's real primitive and they're, you know, you believe all the old concepts or whatever the case is. And they call they laugh at it. Listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, listen to them talk about Jesus and, and make fun of the desert religions is what they call it. Oh, you still follow the, you know what I'm saying? The desert religions and all of this stuff. And they, they just poke fun of it and stuff. So it works both ways. Like, but I think, I think it's a defense mechanism. Like I think people do it because, um, they, you know, I've been talking about this. You have to like belittle people to prove your point or so that you would get the upper hand. Right. Um, you have to make somebody feel less than you. You take, you take away their validation and people who I've defended over the years, I have been people reaching out to me and then going in on me and, and sending me messages and crazy stuff. And I, I don't really talk too much about it because I, I try to keep the peace. I mean, I don't, I want to practice what I preach. So if I'm talking about how, belittling people it's only to make yourself look better i'm going to try my best not to belittle people on here like sometimes i know it just just comes you know but um um i I try not to do it so with that being said um we got some interesting shows coming up i got a bunch of shows booked i'm i'm in this weird place because we're coming up on a hundred um episodes so uh, making our way to closing in on a hundred I don't know where we're at now, probably late 80s, early 90s. So I want the 100th episode to be good. So I'm trying to get a good guest on here, somebody who would make it interesting and uh, and, and be somebody who would who would just just make a good guest in general. So um, I'm not going to I'm not going to um, um, prolong it just to, to get a better uh, guest on here. But we'll, we'll see if you guys have anybody who you think would be a good guest on the show who. Uh, who won't try to get on here and belittle me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to stand for that. Uh, maybe some of it, you know, Jordan Maxwell, you gotta, my hat goes off to Jordan. Love him. I'll, I'll have him back on here soon again. Um, so yeah, let's see, check out all it. So this, you guys who are listening on the podcast in right now. So I do these shows live and we're on, um, uh, YouTube streaming live right now. And so we had the phone lines open. I always open the phone lines just to say I did. Sometimes people want to call. Uh, some people want to call and say hello. People uh, people want to text me and all this stuff all day. I'm like, look, call me on the podcast. They want to tell me their stories. Like, call me on the podcast. Like, we, I, I'm definitely make myself open when I do this. Um, so that's available. So you guys who are listening on the podcast end, if you want to catch a live show, uh, we have the chat room going. Obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube, you see the chat going on the side. People are hanging out. People are talking about my beard and how fat my beard is and how it's so awesome. And I should put some anointing oil in it and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, shout out to everybody holding it down. Binary Watcher, what's up, my brother? Indigo Seti, Hans Holtz, um, Tina, Christina Pollard, Stormy Days, um, Earth, Air, Fire, Water, Catherine Marsh, Edgar, what's up, my brother? Um, Everybody holding it down in the chat room. I love you guys. Uh, Help me the show live so um just want to say thank you guys for supporting everybody who is supporting my show and my work over at patreon patreon.com backslash true seeker there you guys can uh can help me do this full time i'm uh doing it 
And if you guys want to see more episodes, if you get any value out of this, uh, if you can even give a dollar a month, man, a dollar a month would go a long way. If, if, if everybody who, who listens to uh, this show would give a dollar would be awesome. But there's a lot of people who give a lot of money because they believe in the work that I'm doing here. And uh, I thank you guys for believing in me. Um, all of you people who have been doing it since day one, man, you guys are troopers, man. I appreciate you guys. Patreon.com backslash truth. You get access to my new music. I'm working on some pretty cool stuff. If I say so myself, um, album is going to be coming out 420, April uh, 20th. And that's going to be entitled Seer. I'm almost done with it. I'll be doing like a pre-order and doing, uh, some, um, videos and stuff like that to promote it. I'm excited about that. Um, staying busy with that. With that being said, also, if you become a patron, you get access to our Thursday night sessions. We do a Thursday night private session called um, the School of the Mystics. And this is just our hangout sex, se- uh, session where we get into prayer. We just are just there for one another. It's the community, man. This is like everybody hanging out in the chat rooms, everybody on the, the chat rooms on, on Patreon and, and the boards there. We, we just get it in. We have open discussion. We're candid with one another. If we're going through some stuff, we need somebody to talk to Thursday night, School of the Mystics. We'll get into some activation, get into some deep teachings as well. But uh, essentially, it's just there so we can be there for one another. Like, I got stuff I'm dealing with as well, and I want to talk to you guys about it. You know what I'm saying? I want to have trust with uh, with people there. It's not recorded. It's not broadcasted. Some people want me to record it because they're not able to listen live, but I think I don't I don't want you know it's it's confidential too because I want people not not to have any fear about you know stuff that they say there you know what I'm saying so Thursday nights School of the Mystics Patreon.com backslash True Seeker you can support me there um, Jason Lewis what's up my brother good artist there um, HDTV is holding us down um, set up a page where others can donate by mining for you. Okay. I'm still not a hundred percent on that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I've had people, you know, people who want to hook me up on, on Bitcoin and stuff. I don't know much about it. Definitely should have invested in it when it was really low, whatever it is, you know, I mean, take, take a chance, right. Live a little. So, uh, thank you guys for hanging out with me. I uh, really enjoyed this conversation. So if, if you enjoyed this, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, subscribe on everything I, I have. Type in True Seeker, subscribe on it. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, the podcast. I'm on Apple uh, Podcast. I'm on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. A lot of people are finding me out because I'm on um, Spotify. Like that's a big way a lot of people are finding me. I think I think they're typing in Esoteric Podcast and my show's coming up. So go to go to uh, go to Spotify and, and check it out there too. So. Binary Watcher, he says Bitcoin crashes next month. Probably, bro. Probably, probably. So we'll try. I'm going to say peace and shalom. I love each and every one of you guys. Peace, peace.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.